Hello guys and girls, what is up? Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Regan's Rugby Strength and Conditioning. Oh, did I just close it? No, I didn't. Let's keep it rolling. I'm a one-take wonder here. Thanks for tuning in and listening to another podcast episode. Uh, It's just me today. No fancy cool guest, no one that's going to blow your mind other than me, obviously. So if if you're in for 20 to 30 minutes of me talking shit about my experience and my knowledge then uh then buckle in and, and get cozy because that's what that's what i've got coming up um bit of news updates in these weeks I've, i'm working with the local team here in seged um it's a good it's a fun experience actually training guys in mainly a different language but uh looking forward to help out i've, I've missed training people actually going on this uh online co online coach journey and now I get to train more guys again and get back on the on the pitch scene, which is going to be fun. Um, they've only got they've only got a four month season. There's only five official games, so it's, um, it's really short here. But uh, I think they get the most out of it. Um, apparently, rugby's up and coming in here in Hungary, so it's good to be on board and help out. If anyone knows me and follows me on social, they know that I got engaged this week. Big times, big things for me coming up. Um, big decisions, planning a wedding. It's weird to say the word wedding, but uh, that's what's happened in my life. And if anything's fun's happened in your life, then let me know. Comment on the uh, on the podcast episode, or drop me an email, regansrugby at gmail and let me know what's going on with you. What's going on with you? How's your training? You're probably listening to this near the end of your season. A um, few niggles coming up, but uh, yeah, let me know what's going on with you. And I've just got a few uh, few comments from the week from people. Um, Topics that I think could be worth sharing. I know I haven't done a podcast for a month, so if any of you are gagging, waiting for it every week, sorry, but you know, shit happens, and I've and I've got a life, and sometimes, uh, sometimes I forget about these things. But now I've got a bit of time. Just gonna sit back, gonna talk some shit on a podcast for you guys, and uh, hopefully, it's gonna be useful to everyone that listens, but at least most of you, hopefully, most of you. Um, so yeah, we'll go. We'll go straight in. These these are questions from ma- mainly mainly clients or people that are just messaging me. Um, questions or topics that I'm just gonna just gonna ramble about. Um, and one is excuses. There's a guy who I train online, and a lot of people are like this. I, when I train people in person, when I was doing PT, um, people are so quick to find excuses, and you get the same people. Um, doing the same thing and and, and I, I remember when I was training people just normal PT clients and you're just just waiting for them to come up with the excuse why they didn't train all week didn't send you their food all week um, and it's just people can look for excuses and it's just just a bad mindset to be in there's always something you can do you're always going to be tired from work there's always more jobs to do in the house and um and uh, it's just fucking bullshit. Like, get a plan, get a plan done, and just make yourself do it. Any any workout plan should be sustainable around your lifestyle. Obviously, if you guys are playing rugby, you got training twice in a game once. If your workout plan is six workouts a week, it's not very sustainable, is it? So it's a pretty stupid workout plan. Um, but then again, if you're not playing and you just want to um, train a bit, maybe we got we got off season coming up soon. Um, and you might be able to train six times, but right now, end of the season, you just got to be smart. And uh, and if that's that's your that's what you're looking for in your program, and that's, if that's what you can fit around your life, then that's what you can fit in. Um, I know a guy who loves absolutely loves training. He's actually 50. He's a client of mine. He might listen to this, you know. Um, 
and he does he does two sessions a day and he doesn't feel tired and so I let him do it because he's used to it and that's what he wants he does a run some mornings and weights in some evenings and sometimes he has rugby in the morning on the weekends because they don't have too many games where he is and he and he does weights in the after, and weights after that sorry so um everyone's different and you just got to pick a pick something that supports you but yeah excuses anyone can find excuses um, I made an excuse today and that's why it's on top of my head so I need to get myself to the gym I'm in between this is this is really douchey to say I'm in between holidays I've got three days and I basically said to myself oh I can't train in that time I've got too much going on but I've just been fucking lazy and it's an excuse and it's and it's easy to do but um you just need to get out of it actually I didn't mean to but I'm gonna I'm gonna wind this on to another point I was gonna talk about which is um, you need social support when you are starting a training program or starting a sort of new diet or new nutrition kind of plan. I wasn't going to link those two points together, but they are linked together um, because I don't have social supports, anyone pushing me to do it, but you guys need it. Um, if, the, if the mates you hang out with are, are anti the way you do it or anti your new training or, or rip you for, for missing out a Friday night out, then you're not going to be on track with your goals. You need the people around you, your missus, your partner, your kids, your family, to be sort of supportive. And, and on, in the first week of, of, of training, most guys I train online, um, I make sure that they, their missus is on board or their partner's on board um, and, and the people around them. Because if you don't have that social support and people helping you out, then um, you're not going to do it. What's the guy's name? There's a guy, Mark, who I train online and he... Uh, He's trying to drop a little bit of weight so he can play again next season. And basically, all his mates around him are really good and really supportive. He just went on a just went on a ski holiday, and um, it was the opposite of let's say what my mates were doing. <laughs> Maybe rip me or or say, "Come on, mate, live a little belly belly bear." And all his mates are really supportive. And I said, "That's a good. That's a good bunch of mates. If they're looking after your health and they want you to, you know, be a be a healthy body weight, then um, then they're good pals to be around you. And you need that social support." Um, and that's the same as maybe make sure you have a training buddy. I'm terrible. If I train on my own and I tell myself I'm doing five or six exercises and I'm, I'm either bored or, or whatever, I'll slack off early unless I'm with someone. Often when I'm with someone, they make me do even more, even though I'm the trainer. Um, but yeah, social support isn't just, uh, the family. It's the, the training partner with you. If you've got a training partner that slacks off, then obviously you're going to slack off. And the same with, um, same with your teammates, if you can sort of help out with each other and celebrate with each other, or if you, if you get a new run PB, and if these guys are supportive, it's gonna help you on your journey. Um, and some people don't like change. If there's someone who's making a change in their life, whether it's someone who's overweight, unhealthy, overweight, trying to lose a load of weight, um, they're gonna they're gonna go against what people view them as, and they're gonna go, oh, where's the old you? You've changed, badly, 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 bad. And you need to uh, get people around you that are gonna support you. And even if it's not weight loss, maybe it's just a habit, maybe it's a smoking habit or a drinking habit, something you want to cut down on. Um, if the people around you are anti that, it's gonna be very, very hard to do that. Um, and you need to be surrounded by people who are gonna support it. Um, and be with you. So yeah, you need social support. One one of the good elements and a new aspect of my program that I started only a few months ago is my uh, is my my Facebook group that is for all my members and everyone's super supportive. Um, people share their wins. People are saying who found this workout hard. People can can talk about if they scored on the weekend. And having that social support is really good um, motivator because uh, 
because um, people are celebrating your stuff. And if you keep it to yourself and you're only doing your workouts on your own, then it's harder. So make sure you get a plan, make sure you get a friend to do it with and make sure you tell your mates about your new, your new regime and your new goals. And making your goals public is quite, is quite important. Um, when I'm doing a program with people, I get them to share their, before, their photos of themselves if they're looking for, for weight change. Because that's a big commitment and it's socially, you're committing to your friends, you're committing to the people that, that are in the group with you and, um, and everyone's in the same boat and it means that you are going to drop the weight. And when you do, everyone's really, really supportive. So you need to make sure you have got a good group of people around you um, that are going to support you on whatever your new journey is. Um, Another question, I'm not making this up guys, I know some people say, I got a few questions in the week, these are genuine questions, and I haven't thought about this. Someone messaged me saying, uh, I, I asked the guys on my program to, to, to ask their questions in, in the group of mine so that um, everyone can see and everyone can see my answer. Now this guy didn't actually do that. So he asked me the question and it, and it played on my mind, it was pretty pretty hard, pretty hard uh, question actually, I've never had it before. But I didn't really think about it, but now I'm gonna think about it on the spot with you guys. And basically he's in, Scotland um, and one of the teams they play is seven a seven hour trip away uh, and they have to stay overnight and basically he was asking me how to prep ahead um, nutrition wise for the game and the overnight stay now if they're kicking off at one I can only assume that sorry if they're probably meeting at 11 I can only assume that they have been there the night before already and they leave on the Friday night? I didn't get that far. So let's assume this guy's leaving on a Friday night. He's got a seven hour trip. They might leave at, they might leave at, I don't know, 5 p.m. and they get there. That's a bit hard for work actually. They might leave at 6 p.m. and they get there. Oh, here's my quick maths. Six plus seven is, oh, they get there at one. I don't know how he does that. Anyway, let's, let's, let's say for example, he's going at five o'clock and they get there at bloody midnight. Wow, top on you, mate. Um, and obviously they're away from home, he needs food for the whole next morning, he needs food for his whole day, and he needs food to get home as well. So obviously he's got to pack a lot, and and I think the guy was asking, it's hard to, you can't refrigerate stuff, because obviously it's in your gym bag for over 24 hours. So what would I suggest? Um, and on, on game day, it doesn't need to be like, if you're looking to drop weight, on game day you need calories, you need it to get through the game. If you're if you're weak and you're feeling faint, you, you're going to get hurt and it's going to hurt. It's going to harm your health long term. You're going to get injured. You might even put on more weight and mentally you're going to be in a bad way. So um, game day, you, you, you should be consuming more. If you're dieting in the week or if you've got low calories during the week, um, just play it by ear. But then Friday night and Saturday, you should be... Sorry, people are messaging me distracting you should be and now i can't finish my sentence uh, yeah fully fully fueled for matches 100 percent. no one should have low calories on a friday or a saturday so what should you do back to his question now i definitely have not thought about this but breakfast type bars this is the most basic answer ever so there's no it's gonna hard to have hard to have any sort of real meals because you can't refrigerate anything and obviously meat not refrigerated is not good does that go off in about a day if it's left out i think that's the rule so uh so um you might be able to take some meals for your friday night but um the next day you're gonna need to have some cold stuff so maybe you can take some tupperwares um sarnies are okay 
Maybe you can take some Tupperwares for the Friday night. Obviously, by like eleven or twelve, it might be it might be warm, but it won't be off, and it won't it won't uh, do you any harm. So you'll have you might have a meal at six or seven, like a Tupperware meal, and the same again at about eleven-ish if you're peckish before you get to. I'm guessing it's a hotel. Um, so that's your that's your evening gone, and then in the morning, you might get a breakfast with your with your um with your hotel. Now, I am not a fan, obviously you need to get a lot of calories in, but I'm not a fan of a dirty cafe fry up the morning before a game. There's a load of oils, a load of toxins. You never know when it's going to be cooked right. You never know what special ingredients going to be in there. So um, I wouldn't say go completely all out. Obviously have a, a good breakfast and have a lot of calories. Um, eggs are good. Fat trimmed bacon is good. Maybe even keep the fat on. Um, Toast is fine. Beans are good. That stuff is all right. But I wouldn't have tons of sausages, fucking loads of chips in the morning, uh, loads of black pudding, all that stuff. It might be just a bit too oily and a bit too greasy for you. And obviously, it depends how it's cooked. Um, poached eggs are probably better. But yeah, have a. You can have a healthy-ish fry up. I wouldn't go absolutely mental. Um, and then it depends if you're hungry again, you might want a little snack. But yeah, the little oat bars or breakfast bars would be good. You can have them in the morning if, instead if you're not having a breakfast. Um, they're like pound fifty or whatever. Um, you might need a few of them in the morning. Um, some electrolyte drinks or some sugar drinks are good. Some of the Lucozades. I'm not a fan of fizzy stuff before a game, but those stuff's good to get your, get your glycogen levels fully. No, they're, they're already replenished there. To get your... To get your sugars up, basically. I'm not going to go into glycogen depletion, all that kind of shit. Um, I always bosh a coffee before I train. If anyone has like a caffeine supplement or something like that before a game, then you can take that with you. Normally after a game, you're probably going to get uh, a meal at the club. So that's that sorted. And then on the way back, you'll just... What can you do? I mean, you might have to hope the breakfast bars serve you. Or maybe you might have to pop in to a station on the way. Actually, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but petrol station food, how to keep it healthy. Um, that's that's the topic that a few guys asked me, not this week, but I'm going to slowly fade on to that question. Um, it is hard to stay healthy at a petrol station. Um, and the, and you kind of need to define healthy to your to your situation. If someone's someone's got a nine-to-five job and they're in an office and they know where they're going to be, you can keep that very healthy. You can prep ahead, you can go to a shop, whatever. I've got guys who are who are more maybe um, fitters or or, or um, engineering type things and they're, and they're on different sites the whole time and it is a bit harder. But I mean, with a little bit of knowledge or prep ahead, it's normally fine. I remember I trained a young guy who he would rock up to his office at seven and then he would just jump in a van. So he literally had no idea what to do. And I said to him, well, what if you prep stuff every night the night before? And it doesn't matter where you are. And it's just, um, just comes down to excuses, really. Some people, they just want to watch a bit of TV in the evening. They can't be able to make a meal for the next day and that's fine. They'll be in the same scenario and they'll have the same excuses. But, um, but, uh, yeah, prepping the night before is good for, where was I before? Where was I going with this? Oh yeah, what to have in a petrol station. So it's hard to be fully clean. If this guy I'm talking about has a seven hour trip, you have to just kind of be as good as you can. Most of these petrol stations um, have sarnies. Uh, they're not the best thing, but it's probably one of the best things you're gonna get when you're there. Sarnies are good. Um, there's normally some breakfast bars are okay. And obviously try not to drink pure sugar unless you've got a game or something, but obviously a water or a diet drink is uh is gonna be fine um nuts are good they're pretty high calorie but they're good and they're they're um 
obviously at most petrol stations. Try not to just junk out on crisps and stuff. Yes, the calories on the crisps are are low, but it's just a lot of salt and a lot of fried crap that you don't need. And that's that's the debate about calories versus healthy food. I'd prefer someone to eat more calories full of sort of healthier food rather than something that's a low calorie option, but obviously it's really fortified and got loads of got loads of crap in it. So petrol station if your journey's two out two or three hours, I mean you can prep ahead and you can take a meal or you can make something healthy at home, a healthy sandwich or Tupperware or whatever. Um or if it's a lot longer and you can't, then then Asani's, I think, the next best thing. Um, even though they're usually not really good high quality at those places. But um, but yeah, another thing, actually, is if there's a little sushi section. I know there's not often. Actually, there's not. I'm not going to get into that. There's only sushi at, like, M&S's and that crap. So so I don't do that. Sushi is good on the go if you fancy that. Um, might be a bit more expensive. But, I mean, all sushi is is rice, fish, and vegetables. So that is a good, healthy, on-the-go meal if you can prep ahead. Or if you don't want to prep ahead, you just get to an M&S or a Tesco or a big Sainsbury's before you leave. And then you've got... Uh, two or three packs of sushi, which should, which should probably do you. So, yeah, get into a petrol station. Hungry is a, is a bad idea. Um, if you do that, I mean, there's probably a sarnie, a, sh- a shitty sarnie and a, and a breakfast bar you can have or maybe a pack of nuts. Don't go for the crisps. Don't get the Pringles. Don't get the chocolate bar, even though they conveniently place them just under the counter where you're going to pay when you're hungry on the way back from a game or work. But uh, try as hard as you can to not do that. Um, next point, dodgy scales. Um, so everyone that I train who's looking, actually everyone that I train online weighs themselves every week. Um, you need to do it to manage. Most of the guys are looking to drop a little bit of weight. So obviously that's the main indicator we use with obviously photos to see how their bodies are looking, how it's changing look wise. Um, but yeah, weighing yourself is essential. You should do it weekly and you should do it on the same day of the week and you should do it fresh in the morning before you eat anything. Um, some people don't get that, don't get the habit of that. If I, if I wake up on Tuesday morning and I weigh myself and then it's, let's say I'm 92 kilos and let's say I woke up on Tuesday morning and I was really thirsty and I drank a liter of water, that's, that's a kilo of water, I'm going to be 92 kilos, 93 kilos. And people don't realize that the water in your body and food in your body is not body weight and you need to take that into consideration when you are timing your weigh-in um and it should be the same day of the week and it should be normally midweek if you were like me and you might have a binge on a saturday sorry you might go out on a saturday and you might have something greasy and big and dirty on a sunday you're going to be heavier because there's more salt and more water retained in your body you're going to be heavier because you might have had more liquid the day before and you've had loads of puffy gluteny crap if it's a pizza which was my classic i still get papa john's text even though i'm outside of the uk it's quite depressing every tuesday because uh there's no Papa J's or there's no Domino's here. But um, hey, how I live. I'm back in the UK in a few months. Um, where was I going with this? Dodgy scales. Oh, yeah. You want to weigh yourself on the same scale as well. Um, they may be they may be inaccurate, but at least they're normally... What's the word? They're normally consistently inaccurate. So if your scale... Say you were 92 kilos and your scale says 91 and a half and it's half a kilo under, at least you're half a kilo under every week. Where it's different, if you go to your gym scale and that's calibrated and that's perfect, and you're 92 kilos, and then the next week you go to your home scale and it's half a kilo under, and you think, oh yeah, I've lost half a kilo in that week. Well, you haven't really, it's just the scale's gone wrong. So you need to weigh yourself same time of day, sorry, 
early first thing in the morning, same day of the week, and using the same scale. Otherwise, it's not a fair test. And if anyone remembers their uh, GCSE science, you need everything to be a fair test. And that still works in the adult, adult world of rugby and tracking your weight. So dodgy scales are not good. Don't make it an excuse. I can, I've heard people go, oh, my scales aren't funny, or I couldn't find them, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Get your scales, get a day of the week, set set the time on your on your on your alarm every single week that you're gonna weigh yourself every let's say Tuesday or every let's say Wednesday morning. My guys do it on a Wednesday because that's normally when I catch up with them and just uh, make sure. And if you've got that social support I mentioned at the start of this little recording, then you can send it to your mate and be like, Hey, what's up? Darren. Don't know why someone's called Darren. Um What's up, mate? And uh, I'm 0.4 kilos down, or I lost two pounds last week. And then someone can say, well done. Or you can put it in your rugby club group. They better be supportive about it. Or if you're training with me, then you put it in my private group and everyone's going to say, well done. So uh, yeah, using using the right scales. And when you see progress, sharing with someone is mega important. Uh, last topic, training and keeping to nutrition whilst on holiday. So I mentioned earlier, I'm going to revert back to if you big out on a Sunday, then you're going to be heavier from all the toxins and the extra water in your body and, and the, the actual food mass in your in your gut and going through your intestine. Um, that happens the same as when you're on holiday. There's a guy I train, Chris, at the moment who had a trip to Cyprus. His parents live in Cyprus. And I obviously said, try and be as healthy as you can. Obviously indulge in the local, in the local cuisine and obviously you're seeing your parents, but um, try and be as healthy as you can. Uh, I think he did do that, but he still was a whopping three kilos heavier the day he came back. Now, I did explain to him, and he knows that he might have put on half a kilo or a kilo, but the the rest of the weight, the, the, the two kilos or two and a half kilos, was because there's loads of extra food in his belly. Um, could be nearly a kilo. If you're having a lot of salty foods, your body retains water when you have salt. If there's a lot of toxins and a lot of crap, um, a lot of things make you heavier than you are, and basically by the, by the next week he was he would lost nearly all the weight from before. So he probably put on maybe a kilo in those few days, but the scale said that he put on three kilos, and he wasn't turned off. It was he wasn't under, he wasn't unmotivated. He got back on it and basically cracked back on, and he was within two weeks he was at the same level. So he basically for four days of 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 having fun with his family he was he didn't progress for two weeks but that is not the end of the world and seeing your family and uh having a having a beer with your dad and maybe having some what food is there in cyprus i don't even know was it grilled meats and, and cheese and stuff yeah probably yeah having that is also important for your life um so that's what he did and if you've got a short holiday oh he oh that was the one thing um i don't i used to be an advocate of go find a gym while you're on a holiday. Obviously, I was obsessed with training, and when you're away only for three or four days, um, if you're going to find a gym somewhere else, you normally have to travel there. It's a good maybe three hours, four hours out of your day. And when you're on a holiday, that's pretty much half a day. So if you want to spend half a day training and making sure you can hit some iron, that's great. But like I said at the start of this podcast, if you're doing a program that's sustainable, Maybe you're doing three or four workouts a week. And if you're going away on the Thursday daytime, I mean, you can squeeze all those workouts in. It's going to be hard. You can do those four workouts Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday morning. And then basically you've got all your resistance training and this guy's got cardio scheduled in. And he basically still went for a run and he said he enjoyed it because obviously he's outside. 
um, different scenery. He actually ran further than normal. So you can keep, your, I think going for runs is quick and easy. You should take your running shoes um, if you want to stay fit. Maybe do some laps or whatever in a pool. Um, if you're only going away for three or four days, I, I don't tell anyone go and find a gym. If they want to, then that's absolutely fine. But uh, taking half a day out of your holiday with your parents or with your missus to go pump some mine is not uh, something I deem necessary anymore. If you asked me that a couple of years ago, I probably would have said, you got to do it, mate. But not now, because, you know, we're developing and um, my views are different from before. Um, that being said, if your holiday is, let's say, pushing six or seven days, and you want to get stronger and you want your muscle mass to increase and you want to drop a bit of fat, I would suggest spending some time to do some resistance training. If you if that's hitting a gym once, maybe twice, I would I would be an advocate of that. Uh, if that's maybe finding an outdoor bodyweight park once, maybe twice, I would be an advocate of that. Or if that's doing a bodyweight workout at home. Um, some people are really anti-bodyweight. Anti I used to do a lot of powerlifting and strongman. And at that time, I was anti-bodyweight training because obviously you like lifting heavy weights. But, I mean, anyone, if you do push-ups to failure, you're not going to do much more than 40 seconds maybe until you stop. Um and that's still a similar workload. Obviously, it's not the same as doing sets of three or four, but you're going to get a, you're going to get a, some some stimulation there. Um, so so don't don't be scared of doing bodyweight stuff. It takes no time. You can do a bodyweight circuit at home within 30, 40 minutes, and it doesn't have to be going around in a circle. Loads of exercises you can do. I'm just making this up. You can do uh, ten clap push-ups, ten jump squats, ten lunges and 10 sit-ups and then have one minute rest and you're going to do that 10 times and that's not just pure cardio um it's it's a little bit of a conditioning in there kind of really but um it's not gonna not gonna be too crazy on your body but basically i think if you're away for a week you should do some exercise um resistance training sorry if that's what you're doing normally don't have a whole week off because that will throw you off quite a bit and also don't have a whole week of absolutely pigging out there's a girl i trained jen who went to america for two weeks i'm really proud of her because she did not um pig out every single day i think she had one meal which was which was sort of sort of off the rails but obviously american portions are big and they have so much to choose from uh, and it's hard to not um to not indulge and she did really well she dragged her mate to the gym she still did gym workout so it was really good work from her so yeah if you're away for three or four days squeeze your workouts in while you're back where you are back in in your normal life uh if you want to go for a run or two then go for that but if you're away for a week or more then um then i think you should definitely at least stay on track a little bit um, yeah, that's most of the points I wanted to go through, guys. Ooh, pushing on 30 minutes. Um, but yeah, hope that was fun. Hope that was uh, useful to some of you. If you've got any questions, drop me an email, or if you follow me on social, then uh, just drop me a message. These are all genuine questions from guys, either I train or just asking questions. Um, and I'm going to obviously do a podcast whenever I feel that I've got some good ammo and stuff I wanted to tell you. Uh, but yeah, hope you enjoyed this. Um, got any questions, drop me an email want to ask about training drop me an email or if you uh don't want to do that then carry on with your life all right sweet cheers thanks for listening and uh goodbye